Hi everyone, I'm Coach Mike and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. So today we're gonna th- I'm gonna throw you a huge curveball. We're gonna talk about something that you probably think really may not have anything to do with the world of fitness and the world of STEM when it comes to learning for kids. But it absolutely does, and it is all about the word vulnerability. So let's cue the theme song and we'll be right back. So the giant question is this, how do we as parents, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, coaches, how do we prepare our kids for a future that doesn't yet exist? All while making them healthier, more creative, more innovative, better problem solvers, and overall successful contributors to society. That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Coach Mike and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. So vulnerability is something, um, you know, let's just be upfront that many of us are not comfortable with. It can be something that is very difficult to embrace. I, for one, have huge issues with vulnerability. Um, you know, one of the hardest things that it took me to do was, you know, after I wrote the MindFit Method, um, I think the hardest part after I wrote it and had it all done and everything set, and I got my first copies delivered to my house. I was all, all excited. And then all of a sudden I got cold feet and I was so scared to actually put it out and publish it um, because that makes me vulnerable. And, you know, if you've read the book, you know that I go pretty deep into, you know, uh, my family's lives, my son's lives and, um, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable, but I um, found, I, I read uh, Brene Brown's book, uh, Daring Greatly, which I found fascinating, by the way. Uh, very good read. She's an amazing author uh, and speaker, by the way. Her TED Talks are phenomenal. And I realized, a, I'm going to call it a side effect, but I mean a side effect in a very good way. A side effect of the MindFit method had to do with essentially cultivating vulnerability in the classes. And here's what I mean. Um, In Brene Brown's book, she talks about, you know, you really essentially don't have the right to be a critic about anything unless you're already one of the people in the arena, you know, on the floor fighting the good fight. Uh, If you're just standing from, you know, from the, the cheap seats and you know, throwing whatever you're throwing, uh, you really don't have the right to do that unless you're in the game and, you know, in the arena. So a lot of that has to do with the fact that when people experience difficult situations together, um, they create a bit of a bond. And when you open up an opportunity for children to be vulnerable together in a safe environment, it has an unbelievable effect on teamwork, productivity, and really how they they interact and work with other people. I'll explain what I mean. So when we would do the fitness portion of MindFit, our workouts were hard. Even if you were in first grade, the workouts were tough. Uh, they were safe, but they were intense and they were very difficult. And by the end of those workouts, the kids were exhausted. They were tired. 
And unlike a normal like gym class where the students in the class know everybody, they may not be friends with them or, but they know of them. Uh, in MindFit, we were bringing in kids from all different school, school districts into one location. So especially initially, nobody knew each other. And they would go through this really hard fitness uh, program together. And the, you know, the exercise portion would last anywhere from eight to 14 minutes. Um, they're doing everything from, you know, box jumps or box step ups and burpees and pull ups and ring rows, uh, handstand wall walks or push ups. Um, they're using the concept two rowers, all different types of exercises. And a lot of these kids, as scary as this is to say, this was their only form of exercise each day. If they did not play a sport, um, they really didn't exercise much. And you had all these kids together that were experiencing, experiencing this workout that was really difficult. And at MindFit, keeping score was not important. What I mean by that is, let's say we do an AMRAP, right? AMRAP is as many rounds as possible. And they're doing, let's say, 10 burpees, 10 box step ups, and 10 ring rows. And they're going to do it for 12 minutes, as many rounds of that as they can in 12 minutes. For me, as the coach, it did not matter if they were, um, if they were scored 10 rounds in the, uh, in the allotted time frame, or they did five rounds because it wasn't a competition. It was for them. If it was a competition against anything, it was a competition against themselves, not against one another. So at the end, we never asked a score and that was on purpose. And when you don't ask the score, no one knows what anybody else got. All that they know is that the person next to them went through the same grueling workout that they just did. And there was a huge benefit to that, that honestly, I never could have predicted. And it's that now they had a bond, they had done something together. They don't know each other. They may be from completely uh, different parts of the county or the town. They may be from, from a private school or a public school or homeschooled. None of that mattered. It didn't matter that, it didn't matter how many rounds they did. All they knew of each other was that they both just went through this grueling workout for 12 minutes. So then after they went through the decomp room and you know saw whatever inspiring video we had for the day or, or conversation, then they go into the STEM lab. And I really liked and attempted to program on the STEM side that kids work together because someone is always stronger at something. You know, even for adults, most people are really good at one or two things and they're mediocre at best at everything else. And I wanted kids to be able to work together. I wanted them to be able to play off their strengths. So once you went into the STEM side, you may have had the star quarterback of the second grade football team with 
the child who has never played a sport in their life, um, they have very little in common with the with the person that they're now partnered with, except for one thing. They were both vulnerable because they were out of their comfort zone and they both experienced a really difficult workout together. And they both knew that they were able to do it. So now there was a new level of respect. So when they would go and work together on a STEM project, there was a sense of camaraderie. And that is not something I ever, ever could have predicted. Um, And honestly, it took me a year after opening MindFit to even realize it, of honestly how important that is. Um, This could be applied very easily in school. Now, physical education today has taken on a new world. And part of that, let's go back more than a year from when this is being recorded, has to do with the fact that COVID made it even more difficult. Um, but what I'm seeing today, even for my own children in gym. So one of my, my 15 year old right now who does not play sports, but has really found a love of running comes home on a regular basis and despises physical education class. But the reason he despises it is interesting. And this is someone who does not play sports. This is someone who really doesn't like that type of physical activity, but he found a love of running. And as time's gone on, he's also found a love of working out. He gets frustrated because his gym class often entails sitting on the bleachers and doing nothing. And he's read the MindFit method. He obviously hears me talk about it all the time. So he knows the importance of physical activity and exercise and learning. And he has actually come home and said to me, dad, can you give me a copy of the book? Because I need to give it to my gym teacher because they're not understanding how important this is. I have another child who comes home, uh, my 13 year old, and says that at gym class today, they did cup stacking, cup stacking. So I'm sure that that must meet some standard of, of, you know, education somewhere, but we're missing the point of how important it is For number one, kids to connect on something. Let them connect on something difficult. Let them experience what is essentially a hardship together. The hardship is a really difficult workout. We have to move away from being afraid of getting these kids to work hard because they can. And honestly, they want to. But when your child, um, you know, understands how important physical activity is for learning, And then you go to gym and you either sit in the bleachers for my 15 year old or do cup stacking for my 13 year old, um, their frustration level is through the roof. And they've also lost complete and total respect for their teachers because they're expecting their teachers in physical education to work their bodies. And when that's not happening, that's a problem. And it's not okay. I mean, we need to step up. So whether it's school boards or its administrators saying we need to retailer what our physical education program is, whether it's our physical education teachers themselves, don't fall back on simple things just to meet core curriculum standards. Our jobs as coaches, as physical education teachers, is to make sure that their bodies are worked. And that includes for a health class. 
But again, we need to practice what we preach. We can't just say we need to do this, this, and this. And unfortunately, maybe we were practicing what we preached when a teacher was giving cup stacking as one of the things that they had to do in gym class, which was the only thing. It was the only thing they did for the day. Or they're sitting on a bleacher because, oh, we have to watch the band rehearse. This is not okay. And this should not be something that is accepted by any parent, by any teacher, by any principal, superintendent, school board member, politician, anyone. Okay? We're in a situation right now where, because of this lovely super virus of COVID-19, um, you know, we've found more than ever how important it is to be healthy. And we can't not live that healthy lifestyle and portray it and actually do it. Again, the MindFit method is all about doing. Whether you're on the STEM side, it's, the, it's learning how to do something, not just learning about something, or it's on the fitness and health side. It's not just learning how to eat uh, healthy, physically eat healthy. It's not just learning how important exercise is. It's doing the exercise. We, we have to move in this direction because, again, going back to the vulnerability thing, I watched how kids who had no, none whatsoever connection to another child suddenly did after a difficult workout. And if you think about it for a minute, um, let's talk about CrossFit for a minute. Now, if you do CrossFit, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't do CrossFit, but you have a friend who does CrossFit or a family member that does CrossFit, you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. And people joke all the time that CrossFit's a cult, right? They're like, oh my gosh, if you join CrossFit, it's like a cult. That may be true, but don't think of that in a bad way. Because what happens is these people who do not know each other from all walks of life, uh, rich, poor, um, old, young, uh, male, female, it doesn't matter, suddenly go in and do these ridiculously hard workouts. And some lift more weights, some go faster. But in the end, they all do the same workout together. And they develop a friendship, a camaraderie, because they all understand what each other just went through every single time they do a workout together. Right? So how did the cult of MindFit come to be? It's because people from all different walks of life experienced the same thing together and then created a bond because of it. Now, we, we joke all the time, and look, I've done CrossFit for many, many years. Uh, you can always tell a new CrossFitter because all they, all they do is talk about CrossFit um, and what their macros were and what this one. But that's because they've found a common bond. They've experienced something with someone else. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that that came to be. And we can create that same level of camaraderie amongst students by encouraging them and, and utilizing high-intensity fitness to do that and then moving them right into a learning process where that camaraderie is going to continue because they both just went through the same thing. So I'd love to hear your comments on this episode. Um, I'm sure many of you are going to disagree with me. I'm sure some of you are going to absolutely agree with me and love what I'm saying. Um, and that's okay too, because it's a dialogue we need to have. As a society, we need to have the dialogue that it is long since due for us to take serious about our kids' health, not by just talking about it, but by actually doing things to make it better for them. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody.